RadioMD. RadioMD.com. The world's preeminent talk radio portal. All about your health. And now here's Melanie Cole, MS, host of Staying Well. If you're trying to watch what you eat while also being heart conscious, you are not alone. There are so many foods out there that are just absolutely so good for your heart and that can actually boost your heart health. And you need to incorporate these foods into your daily diet. My guest is Lisa Dreyer. She's nationally known nutritionist and health journalist. Welcome to the show, Lisa. So heart healthy foods. Let's start with some of the ones that we are, you know, we hear a lot about in the media. You and I, both health journalists, omega-3s. I just would like to start with that because it's the one everybody hears about all the time, talking about it all the time. That's funny. That was number one on my list. And uh, one of the best sources of omega-3 fatty acids is fatty fish. So um, I'm talking about fish like salmon and mackerel, herring, uh, sardines, even trout and striped bass are sources of these long-chain heart-protective omega-3 fatty acids. And basically, um, they're so special because they help to reduce inflammation in blood vessels, which then decreases the chance of a heart attack or stroke. They also uh, decrease the risk of arrhythmias or abnormal heartbeats. They decrease triglyceride levels or blood fats. And they also lower blood pressure slightly. So it's really important to include omega-3 rich fish in your diet, and the other advantage is that when you're eating more fish, you're replacing a lot of meats, perhaps, and meats are rich in unhealthy, saturated fat, which can increase LDL, the harmful cholesterol. Well, Lisa, I love that you mentioned inflammation, because what they're finding out now is, yes, cholesterol and plaques and everything, but so much of heart disease is is caused by and contributed by inflammation in our bodies and so these omega-3s can help reduce general inflammation which we can see on heart disease tests you know homocysteine they don't use so much anymore but you know c-reactive protein and these inflammatory markers so we see these now so you mentioned the fatty fish herring mackerel tuna salmon sardines i love all of those things so what are some other things let's let's head into maybe the antioxidant sort of group of foods. Sure, and as you mentioned, they are anti-inflammatory, and I do want to also mention, if you don't like fish, there are some plant sources of omega-3s, such as soybean and canola oil, also walnuts and flax seeds. They are rich in another kind of omega-3 fatty acid known as alpha-linolenic acid, also associated with heart-protective benefits. So you don't only have to have fish, although the evidence is strongest for fish. And I will also add on a note that it's fish over fish oil supplements because we've seen some research showing that, you know, you can't just pop a pill and expect to see benefits. So I recommend incorporating um, fish or other sources of omega-3s in your diet at least three times per week. So just something to keep in mind there. And also you mentioned antioxidants. They're really important because they help to rid the body of free radicals, and free radicals are toxic um, because they can actually play a role in oxidation, specifically oxidation of cholesterol in artery walls, which can then lead to plaque buildup and a blockage of blood flow. So we want to include uh, beta-carotene-rich foods like sweet potatoes and carrots and mangoes, uh, also vitamin C-rich foods as well, so citrus, um, orange juice, Brussels sprouts, strawberries, um, These are all uh, healthy foods, healthy antioxidant-rich foods, which can, again, help to get rid of those free radicals in our bodies that can 
contribute uh, to plaque buildup. I just want to add, Lisa, a plant-based source of omega-3s people may not realize because I am forever trying to kill it in my garden. It's called purslane. And it's uh, uh, and Mexicans have been using it for years as a leaf. It's a little bit bitter. Do you know about purslane? I can't say I know that much about it, but it, what's so interesting to me is that a lot of compounds that are found in plant plant items and you know in plants in general can actually have medicinal properties. So it doesn't. It's amazing. Me. Yes, and it is amazing, and it's a real rubbery leaf, and yes. and and I'm forever trying to get rid of this thing in my garden. But really, it <laughs> is, and it's very invasive. But it's got a lot of omega threes, and it's rather a superfood. Okay, so you mentioned berries and the antioxidant group. Now, what about the fiber group? Some of those right. fall into both both categories, along with you know your antioxidants, but then the nuts and things that have a lot yes. of fiber, oats and things. That's right, and um, you're right, there is a lot of overlap, but it's so interesting how each of these food components uh, can contribute to our protective benefits. So, for example, when we talk about fiber, we've heard about cellular fiber, insoluble fiber, but in fact, all fiber is beneficial. And one recent study found that fiber-rich foods found in fruits and vegetables and whole grains um, can actually be very heart protective. In fact, for every 7-gram increase in fiber, there is a significantly lower risk of heart disease among participants. And seven grams is equivalent just to two apples or a cup of bran flakes or a cup of green peas. So it's not like you have to really do things that seem, you know, impossible to achieve on a daily basis. So fiber is protective. Oatmeal is really helpful, too, because it is rich in soluble fiber, which has been shown to have cholesterol-lowering benefits. Um, But fiber is great. And I love raspberries because a cup of raspberries has 8 grams of fiber. So right there, you're meeting about a quarter of your daily uh, fiber needs. So you really want to try to get between 25 and 35 grams of fiber each day. And I also want to mention that, you know, by consuming fiber-rich foods, you are also filling up on low-calorie foods, and you may find that you're eating less at all, which can help with weight control. And, of course, maintaining a healthy body weight is very important when it comes to decreasing risk for heart disease. So, Lisa, can people use things like canned beans? Are those as good for us in the fiber content and in how good they are for us? Or do they have to be, you know, dried beans that we soak? And Because a lot of people, right. Lisa, are afraid of vegetables and what we're talking about. Right. And I always want to encourage people to try one new one a week, see what you right. can do with but are canned as good as fresh? I, you know, it's so funny. I just made a pasta salad for my daughter. I know your mom. And um, I sent her to lunch, and I have to send her with anything that could be refrigerated. And I mixed this wheel pasta with um, chickpeas, canned chickpeas. But I do rinse them, and that helps to get rid of some of the extra salt. And we know that too much salt in the diet isn't good because that's also a risk factor for high blood pressure. So I would rinse any canned beans. You don't need to spend, you know, 45 minutes at the stove, you know, boiling lentils if that's not your thing. Um, but for me, it's simply opening a can of chickpeas, rinsing them, mixing them, uh, this wheel pasta, which my daughter loves, and mixing some carrots and peas. And you have a great, delicious, heart-healthy, fiber-rich lunch or dinner, for that matter. And you could, you know, have it cold or hot. So I think uh, beans are great. And they also provide a little bit of protein, which is very helpful for vegetarians who wouldn't otherwise, you know, be eating uh, fish and chicken. 
And I think people should try the best way to get heart healthy with food. I've always felt, Lisa, is to get a little creative. Take those chickpeas, mix them with some olive oil, add a little bit of garlic, which are all really good for you. Make your hummus. You know, try and do, add lemon, do different things. Be creative. Try something new every week. Make it a family contest. Who can pick a vegetable and find a recipe? So now when you talk about oils... We mm-hmm. don't have a lot of time left, but healthy oils, there's a lot of controversy over coconut oil, macadamia nut oil. Tell us about oils. Right. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say that coconut oil, there has been a lot of controversy, but um, there is some research that suggests that it may not be as harmful to the heart as we once thought. Um, yes, it is rich in saturated fats, but some of those fats seem to have a neutral effect on blood cholesterol levels. I would say... Everything in moderation, you know. And remember, oils are rich in calories, so you can't really overdo it. So if you enjoy it, you know, it's probably fine. I just wouldn't make a daily habit of having, you know, half a cup per day. So if that's the oil you prefer, though, and you're not at high risk for heart disease, I would say that's fine. I also want to mention olive oil because it is rich in monounsaturated fats. And there has been some research that shows that, you know, olive oils are just as heart protective as um, the omega-3 uh, fish oils and the omega-3 plant oils that we've talked about. So um, olive oil certainly is really a big part. Well, exactly. certainly a big and part of the Mediterranean diet and yes, the way and that it, you... I'm so, glad, I'm so glad you mentioned that Mediterranean diet because just in the past year there was one study that found that about 30% of heart attacks, strokes, and deaths from heart disease can be prevented in people at high risk if they switch to a Mediterranean diet, which is very rich in olive oil, along with nuts. What a great place for us to end this, and I'm sorry we're so out of time, but these are the foods that are so good for your heart. You're listening to Radio MD. I'm Melanie Cole. Eat well and stay well.